Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback Podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we're still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, The Three Stooges, as said in the intro. This is episode 26, covering the short Playing the Ponies. I use Wikipedia, IMDB, and threestooges.net to find the info for these episodes, and I watch them on daily motion, usually. Sometimes I'll watch them on YouTube or whatever other way is necessary. I've read most every book on the boys, and I use my own brain to formulate opinions on the shorts, as well as regurgitating the opinions of others more learned than myself. With that said, let's get on with the show. Playing the Ponies stars our old friends Curly, Larry, and Moe. Jerome Howard, Larry Fine, and Moses Howard. This one comes in with a running time of 17 minutes and 7 seconds and was filmed over 8 days, May 12th through the 19th, 1937, and was released October 5th, 1937. That is the longest lag time that we've seen so far, I believe. That comes in at 5 months in between. I wonder if they had a vacation or something. Uh, Nothing came out in August of 37. But September and October, they had pictures released. So, who knows, I wonder. Either way, Playing the Ponies is produced by Jules White, directed by Charles Lamont in his second and final Stooge director role. He directed over 200 pictures, including the Ma and Pa Kettle flicks. I used to watch them on Saturday mornings, sometimes along with, uh, like, Francis the Talking Mule and the Blondie pictures. Um, They would come on our UHF channels. (laughs) I was a weird kid. Still weird. So the screenplay for this one was by Al Giebler, who went by A.H. Giebler and Alfred Giebler. and has next to no information for someone with multiple handles and lots of uh, credits. Elwood Ullman and Charlie Melson also get screenplay credits here. Melson has eight writing credits and Ullman has over a hundred, it looks like. A bunch. Very little personal info. Story credit here goes to two more people. Irv Frisch and Will Haar. That is a lot of folks writing a 17-minute stooge short. (laughs) This is Irv Frisch's only credit, according to IMDb. The same for Will Haar. Still more than I've done in the biz, though. So, (laughs) although I am trying for a writing credit of some kind eventually. So, we'll, we'll see. You know, keep you posted. So the supporting cast of this one, again, has some familiar faces. As I mentioned last episode, Lou Davis and Nick Copeland, they reprise their roles as con men who dupe the boys once again. Billy Bletcher, he plays the racetrack announcer. He was most known for voice roles. He was Pete in the early Mickey Mouse cartoons. Pete is the big bully, always messing with Mickey. He also did the voice of the Big Bad Wolf in the Three Little Pigs cartoon by Disney and Papa Bear 
and the Chuck Jones Three Bears with Bugs Bunny. They are great. <laughs> Junior. He did many others over his 60-year career. We've got Charles Doherty. He's the customer who will eat the pepperino. He was known mainly in silent comedies for Max Sennett. And then he starred with Dorothy DeVore in the Mike and Ike series, which I am not familiar with. But he was a funny circus performer, too. And there's some pictures of him with, like, the big eyebrows and the crossed eyes, that kind of thing. So we've got Jack Tiny Kipson as the dissatisfied customer. He was in thr 13 Stooge shorts and numerous others, including Flash Gordon. We covered him a bit in a previous episode, I believe. At least the name is familiar, at least. Al Haskell is the veal ordering customer, and he did a ton of Western pictures. He had six Stooge credits, and he was in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. We've got William Irving appearing also. He died on Christmas Day, 1943, after being hit and run. He was in eight Stooge credits, among others. And we'll finish with Sam Lufkin, who was in 178 films and plays the race starter here. He was in uh, Laurel and Hardy as well. Seems like these short player guys kind of got traded all around, and especially the uncredited folks. So we open on a restaurant that the boys are running. These always, always look fun. Uh, it's called the Flounder Inn. In the window is a sign for today's double feature, which is lobster with frog legs for 35 cents. We've got Curly peeling potatoes, and he is really just chunking them up. He's you know, peeling so much of the potato away with the, with the skin. <laughs> so one chicken soup is ordered. you got to love it when the boys are cooks. Things really ramp up usually. Um, Curly puts a whole chicken in a colander and then just pours hot water, boiling water from a tea kettle over top of it. And then gives the bowl underneath to the customers. <laughs> Kill somebody. He puts the chicken back in the icebox. And then uh, he grabs some peanuts, salted peanuts from a can that they close up on. So they will feature, I'm certain. <laughs> a guy asks, a uh, customer asks Mo if this is chicken or veal. And he says, what did you order? He says, veal. And Mo says, well, then it's veal. <laughs> There's a dog sitting there growling at a customer as he eats. Mo says, well, he's mad because you're eating off his plate. Larry's looking at a guy, uh, his tie. He's ringing up a guy, and he keeps looking at the tie. He can tell by the stains on his tie what the guy ordered. <laughs> Larry barely bumps into Mo and gets, like, this colossal slap. Just meaning Mo is back to his old mean self in this short, seemingly. So the customer says his, uh, his soup was watery, the meat was tough, and the coffee was like mud. And Larry says, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mo complains about the complaining customers. He's sick of this business. And the con men come to pay. Here we've got uh, the returning fellas. And they are uh, silent when Larry asks how they liked it. And he takes that for a positive sign. <laughs> Charles Doherty reaches over and uh, grabs a handful of these chili pepperinos that are in, you know, next to the mints. <laughs> uh, he blows out smoke and I'm on fire. And uh, he grabs a jug of water and chugs it down, you know. It's kind of funny. You can see the, as he's holding it up, you can see the hose draining the water out of the jug as he's doing it. There's a pretty little, fun, a pretty funny little gag that wherever, whenever Larry opens the cash drawer, you know, he drops one coin in and Mo looks over at him kind of, you know, what are you doing? And Larry then drops the second coin in the drawer. 
<laughs> so Mo has to keep him in line. Uh, mackerel is ordered, and Curly fishes out the window for it. He uh, <laughs> he just throws his rod out the window. Then the order changes to fillet of sole, and uh, he throws the mackerel back, and he catches a rubber boot, cuts the sole off the boot, and he breads it and fries it. <laughs> so that's going to be the fillet of sole. The con men are sitting at this table, and they, uh, the other uh, the other con man does an order, and Mo gives him a dirty look and takes his water away. <laughs> so a dog goes in the kitchen and tries to take some sausages from Curly. Curly's funny. It's it's funny. He uses his real voice. He chases the dog out with a cleaver, like he doesn't do the high pitched Curly voice. He's mad. Hey, they they run past, and the con man then changes his order from hot dog. Because <laughs> he sees Curly chasing the dog away. So the newspaper comes, and the con men are sitting here, and they're discussing their racehorse, which is terrible and has lost again. And only a sucker would buy their horse from them. They need to get out of this. You know, only a sucker would buy him. So, ding, 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 we have a winner. Uh, Larry is also reading the paper at the counter. He reads about a horse who just won $10,000. And, you know, oh, if we could get in that business. So they're, But they're looking for someone to buy the restaurant. So they come up and they con the boys into buying Thunderbolt so that they can get into the restaurant business and the boys can have a winning racehorse, you know, so they think. And they'll take the restaurant as a down payment. So, you know, they decide, okay. So Mo, uh, Mo goes in the back. He has trouble with the saloon doors. They keep smacking him. He crawls under and then they smack him on the other side too. Curly and Larry are trying to just steal stuff from the restaurant as they leave, you know, sausages and peanuts, actually. They get caught. Mo protests about them being common thieves. But then he picks up his suitcase and all the silverware drops out of it. <laughs> Curly mistakenly fills his pockets with some chili pepperinos here, thinking that they're peanuts. And then the boys go off to the stables to collect Thunderbolt. So they get to the stall. Mo says, this is the apartment here, which is a funny. I like the little throwaway lines like this. And of course, the horse is this suede-backed nag, of course. And they set about to train him. So Curly trains the horse by racing him around the track and actually running next to the horse, running, racing him. So he wins the race, which is not great. It is definitely not Curly in the running scene leading the horse. The guy is tall and skinny. It's pretty good. So Curly gets a handful of pepperinos, and the horse eats them. He ends up blowing smoke, and he runs away in fast motion. Mo eats some, and gets the same result, and he runs off. And then Curly finishes them, and the same again. The horse and Mo and Curly are all drinking the water from the uh, from the trough, the water trough. <laughs> uh, Larry laughs at them, like, ah, look at you guys, you know. And Mo crams a handful of pepperinos down his throat. And Larry grabs for the water jug, but it's kerosene. I don't know why there's a jug of kerosene sitting right there by the water trough, but it's there, and he, he slugs that down. So then they show the horse race, or laughing. The horse laughs like hell at Larry. So today's race is for $5,000, and Larry is the jockey in this ridiculous outfit with rubber boots. Curly's wearing a shirt that reads, Thunderbolt Nursemaid. Larry says, uh, Thunderbolt Pilot. <laughs> uh, Mose says, uh, Thunderbolt manager, they're going to feed, their plan is they're going to feed the horse pepperinos and then he'll win the horse or win the race hands down. So they're, they go to boost Larry onto the horse, but he falls on a pitchfork, which obviously gets stuck in his butt. They pull it out, but he still can't ride. Mo makes him and throws him up there. <laughs> Curly gives him, uh, gives him a whip, but it's actually a horn. 
You can see Larry's stunt double is pretty noticeable on the horse. So they line him up, and they're off. And Larry goes the wrong way immediately, racing around. <laughs> he gives the horse the peppers, and suddenly the horse is smoking, but he won't run. So they hold up some water, and they show him that, and they run after the horse runs after it. Mo is running fast to get the water. To go grab water is something, I mean, he is booking it. It's something that it's not in fast motion that he's just running fast. Uh, you don't really see him move that quick and very often in these shorts. So Thunderbolt stops to drink the water and gets passed by the pack again. They get on a motorcycle now and they hang some water from a pole and they lead the horse around the track as he's chasing after the water to get it. So Thunderbolt wins the race and Moe and Curly congratulate each other with pinches on the cheek. And Larry fall, flies in the water trough while the, horse, while the horse drinks his fill. We cut to a fancy table, dinner table, and the boys are in tuxedos. Each of them is eating their own individual turkey. <laughs> uh, at the end of the table, we show we've got Thunderbolt eating oats from this huge silver platter. And roll credits, the end. So the boys come out on top in this one. It's rare that they're not running away or blown up or something at the end. But in this one, they are rich. <laughs> at least, you know, at least for now. Dun, dun, dun. This is the one of the shorts that was colorized years ago. And it is on the collection Goofs on the Loose, which sometimes you can see at uh, Dollar General and Dollar Tree and Family Dollar and all those types of places. This one gets an 8.47 on threestooges.net. I'd say an 8 is a nice solid score. I read that uh, after the saloon doors hit Mo, he is really hurt. And actually, if you look closely, you can see tears in his eyes as he gets up. They got hurt, you know, on a fairly regular basis. This one, again, didn't have a whole lot of behind-the-scenes episode or information. So I guess that's it, you know, besides covering who's in it. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Tune in next time when we will look at the next short, The Sitter Downers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the nice messages about the podcast. Go to anchor.fm if you want to make a podcast for yourself. Uh, it is a great free site. It takes all the guesswork out of podcasting and it helps you monetize. And help, I mean, it's fantastic. So anyway... I have been your host once again and Chief Knucklehead, Gabe Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studios at the back of the house. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>